Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How are you, okay? You're back at home. I am home, home for the week. Just look at these bad boys. Like the McQueen Crocs. They're nice. Yeah. They're, they're one of many Is that from gifts. Mum and Dad? Yeah, Mum and Dad. You're a big Lightning McQueen fan? My favourite, like, cartoon film, yeah. Definitely, Disney film. It, it, the first Cars is a piece of cinematography brilliance. It's beautiful. Story, everything. Yeah. Wow, wasn't it? I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> they didn't quite get the other two right, but that one was that one. The first one was. I would say the weakest of the Pixar movies. You'd say Cars is the weakest. Yeah, yeah I would. <laughs> yeah. I would. <laughs> okay, I quit. See you later. I'm not playing. See you I'm later. not playing. Bye-bye. It's not fair. That's ridiculous. Cameron Dawson's on today. He is. Talk to me. I think you love him. Uh, he's. I'm not even exaggerating when I say he's the best keeper I've ever seen play for in my in my lifetime. By a country, really? yeah, by, by the best. There's a, there's probably a few other shouts in there. Like um, we had a uh, we had what's it called? Ben Hamer played for us for a while. Who who played went to, went on to play in the Premier. He was really really good. But Cam was like instrumental in our uh, promotion season. La- uh, not last season, the season before. Played 45 times. He was brilliant. He had so many big moments. I was lucky enough to be on on the radio for quite a few of those big moments. So it was. He, oh, he's, he's just brilliant. I love him, and I'm I'm so happy he's getting game game time at uh, Sheffield Wednesday now because he's super and he deserves it. Pissed off that he went back to Sheffield? Not at all. Not at all. Come here, do what you need to do, and go go spread your wings. He's a he's a spread Sheffield boy dues. through and fair through. Dues. So can't can't believe yeah. him wanting to go back home. Yeah, fair dues. Oh, yeah, oh, it's scary how much I actually really really love him. Hey, do you feel nervous about meeting him? Have you met him? Mm. Technically, I don't think he knows that we've been in the same vicinity. But the day we got promoted, I've got a lovely video of them all in the uh, in the heritage shower. Lounge. No, that's ridiculous. Sure. Why would I have him in the shower? Come on. Uh, when, when did we get promoted? God, I can't think now. So so long ago, it feels like two thousand and twenty-two, May or June two thousand and twenty-two. May or June. Quite like to show him this video. I am looking forward to talking to. For him, but a goalkeeper, a goalkeeper. Yeah, well, it's it's a uh, you've got to be a madman to uh, to want to play in goal, don't you? No, oh yeah, there they are, April. Look, so he's in this video here, uh, dancing around. So I was lucky enough to go. Where was that in the heritage? Lounge? Yeah, that's in the heritage lounge after we got promoted. So they're dancing around right right by me there. But he probably so doesn't. What was going on? They're celebrating, getting promoted. There's... Are they in the heritage? That doesn't look like the heritage lounge yeah, to me. Yeah, it's changed. So it's it's old. That's the old heritage lounge. I hope they're respecting the place. Yeah, yeah. I think they were celebrating with Kyle Taylor at that point, who was, had been out for the whole season. Um, so yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to be be in the room when when all the players were celebrating when they got promoted. Um, not that Cam knows I was there, probably, but it was great. But he does. But he doesn't. I'm a nobody, aren't I? Realistically, to him, he's played. A, Come on, he's played in some of the biggest games in. Sheffield football saved the penalty in the Steel City derby a few few seasons ago. Played at Wembley. Played at Wembley. That's we've got to talk about that. So yeah, he's here. He's here. I'm so excited. Ner- nervous. No, I'm so excited. This is this is a, this is brilliant. Hello, hello, fellas. Hello, Cam. 
Yeah, good, thanks. You? Great. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm one minute late. I was having a little panic about to re-download Zoom and all sorts. <laughs> well, lovely to have you on. We're a bit nervous, I think. Yeah, we are a little bit nervous. Surely yeah. not. Can't be. Can't yeah. be. Yeah. I- I've never seen um, John quite so uh, giddy. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk everything about that infamous season because... You were brilliant. I've said this just before you came on, but you are the best keeper I've seen in my time Exeter City by a country mile. And uh, I think I think that was replicate, rep, reciprocated. Sorry, in, in how the fans took you took you on because they absolutely loved you and it was brilliant. You were so good. You're not even looking at him, John. I know, Look I know. Him. Yeah, the webcams. I'm, well, the thing is, the thing is, I've got this. You're like I've that. Got to build up like that as well. I don't know. How I'm gonna, I hope I live up to it. On it, jeez. No, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you, you're a good, you're a fantastic goalkeeper. You're brilliant. You're brilliant for us. You really were. He's got videos of you. Which yeah, you, 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 of. Won't, you won't remember. I think you might have had a, a couple of beers at this point. Oh, I've lost the video. I'll try find it me quickly. Me beers? That surely not. It doesn't sound like me. But it was in the. It was in the uh... showers. No, it wasn't in the showers. No, it wasn't in the showers. <laughs> no, it was... <laughs> Is everything all right, here, John? After, the, after we got, lounge. yeah, it was in the heritage lounge after we got promoted. Um, yeah, here you are. Look, I think you're celebrating with Carl Taylor at this point because he he just come back into the room. He was, in, he was in crutches. Oh, he was on crutches. I remember him coming. in. Well, I say I remember him coming in uh, briefly. Oh, what a night that was! Oof. What a hangover to follow, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. How long were you extra for, Cameron? Because I joined halfway through yeah, that I, season. I, I remember when this all this, this all started. I think I'd Sweden and MJ on uh, <laughs> early doors. Um, but yeah, I joined at the start of that season. Um, but it was it was literally 10, 10 days before the start of the season. Um, so I literally, I walked in. I didn't know a soul. I didn't know anyone. Travelled two hundred and fifty miles down from Sheffield <laughs> on, on a day's notice, and. Uh, Rock up and didn't know a soul, and for at first the old the old exit training ground, obviously the old cabins. Um, you'll have seen it probably been so. Shit hole. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> basically the longest short is absolute shit right. hole. Yeah, uh, um, I've, I've, rocked, I've rocked in there day one, and obviously, I mean Sheffield Wednesday isn't. It's not Man United, but it's a bit better than. Than a beat up port. Right, steady, <laughs> steady. <on. laughs> a bit better than a beat up porter cabin. So I've rocked up there day one into it. There's buckets out for leaks and all. And also, yeah, I, I remember. I, I remember the manager's office had, had when I went in had buckets because it was there's leaks and stuff and it is ridiculous. It was yeah, mad. and I just remember my first thought being, "What have I done here?" <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was. It was. I was just like, I've travelled all this. What am I doing? And then. It, but honestly, it ended up being the best experience of probably my life, and the best, best, you know, football-wise and life-wise. Um, moving all the way down there, and it was just, just what a year, what a year. When you started that season, did you think, like, did people think the squad was good enough to get them out of the league, or was it a surprise to everyone? Or I, I think it had always been, from my point of view, what I felt was it always been they they wanted promotion and they felt like they could get from this is Exeter as a club and probably the hierarchy they felt like they could get promoted and they wanted it but they didn't really need it in terms of they were ah, I felt like they were pretty sustainable at League Two level John's uh, like that it's very frustrating yeah. Um, no, yeah see this is the real world of football David that you don't you don't know yeah. anything about but the but the squad, and as it grew, and it just sort of grew with time. Uh, the start of the season, we had, a, we had a tough start, actually. We didn't start great. Um, had a real tough start. Lost to, had a bad one down at Leighton Orient, second yeah. year of the season, 3-0 or something. Um, but then as, as it went on, it just grew, and there was a lot of lot of younger players that came into their own as the season went on, and then got a couple back from injury and just really, really grew with it and just just basically rode the wave all the way in. And that's what it was. I think, obviously, you you, you joined halfway through, but the feel-good factor that year was just, it was incredible. I, I was lucky enough to commentate on, on the Bradford game, the first game of the season, that season, where you pulled off that ridiculous double save, which is when I realised... Yeah, it was offside. I can't believe the line-up <laughs> put his flag up for the second one. <laughs> yeah. 
but but even then it was it was a, it was a brilliant save and I thought you know because Bradford are always in and around those at the top end of the table and I thought well if we're giving them a good good run for their money and I think Nigel might have missed Atangana might have missed a chance at the back post in that yeah, game last yeah. in the last minute um, mm. so I thought oh, we'd given them a good game and then we went to Leighton Orient and got thumped well and truly thumped and I thought oh god we, we could be in trouble here but I was lucky enough to commentate on both those games and I remember thinking oh, how, what, what a contrast in like the space of a week we went from looking brilliant to looking terrible I think did, did MJ miss a penalty at, at Orient or was it Jev? MJ missed a penalty I think Sam Nombe had Covid we were we were bare bones um, yeah we, oh yeah we did we got absolutely absolutely hammered and, and Jack Sparks got really badly injured that day didn't he broke his collarbone yeah, yeah. yeah you forget all these things that went against us at the start of the season I think that's what sort of made it the back end of the season the sort of feel good factor and everyone came together because the start of the season had been so tough yeah that, that back end of the season it really felt like we weren't going to lose a game you know um, you saved the penalty at Oldham which I was lucky enough to be at and that day I thought Christ even then like we we're on the back foot a bit, giving away a penalty, and we're still not going to lose. Like it just did not feel like we we're going to lose at any point. It was like you said, the, the feel good factor was the best I've ever seen it. Yeah, it was, so just, good. It, just, it was just always different players stepping up at different times. I remember Stevenage at home. Sam Sam Stubbs scored two goals from a court from two corners. Yeah, and it was just it always felt like Carlisle away. Pod, you haven't really played much football. Popped up with a head. It yeah. always just felt like someone just stepped up at the right time. Camera, because I was new to sort of lower league football, at the, so we got promoted, and then you sodded off. I was like, "Oh right, <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a strange old game, isn't it?" Is it? What's it like saying goodbye after that? Those achievement achievements. Um, I was probably still half pissed when I was saying goodbye to everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think it really resonated really that I was leaving. Um, so yeah, but. It, it's the business of football. We all know what we sign up for. Um, I think we all probably knew that me being at Exeter was a was a one year only thing, and and it yeah. was. And I think Matty had a little had a little try to get me back, but I don't think Sheffield Wednesday were having any of it. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's sort of business behind football dictates that I was never going to be coming back, really. Which which is sort of a shame because you. Um, you know, you feel like you've done all the work to get to get into that league. It'd be nice to have a crack at that league. Um, yeah. But then I ended up going back to Sheffield Wednesday and playing and getting promoted with them at Wembley, um, and that was an that was an incredible feeling as well. So it ended up being amazing, being, being amazing still for me for me last season. Obviously, not being exit, but still having the the promotion feeling with Sheffield Wednesday. What was that like playing at Wembley? Yeah, that must <laughs> it was it was incredible. Honestly, I think um, I think it was we took. The most, the most fans from one team to a playoff game. I think there was forty-seven thousand or something Sheffield Wednesday fans or something. It was honestly, it was incredible. It just took over, and we were staying, we were staying on Wembley Way the night before, and just from the morning, you could just see it just blue and white taking over. Do you do you, do you, do you sleep the night before? I do normally, but I didn't then. <laughs> but genuinely, did you not sleep? Because I always, I kind of imagine having a big sporting event. And then having to do it on like two hours sleep. Yeah. So it's so basically how it works is on the on the morning of a game you wake up and if you're away from home you're in a hotel so you have a breakfast option which is normally optional from like eight till half nine because then you pre-match meals at half eleven. So the breakfast is optional. So some lads sleep in and miss the breakfast and go straight to the pre-match meal. Most of the lads do that most of the time. And when we played at Wembley, breakfast only answered two or three lads there. I've been up since five o'clock in the morning. I woke up like ready to go. Yes, rolled over, looked at my phone. Five o'clock in the morning, I'm thinking, oh no, I'm wide awake here. <laughs> so then I'm like, gets to eight o'clock, I'm like, right, I'm going to have some breakfast. I go down for breakfast at eight o'clock. 16 out of the 20 lads are all there eating breakfast. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, <laughs> so no one everyone, can sleep. Everyone's obviously all all feeling the same the same thing. So that yeah, it was uh, it was it was a strange old feeling. Have you ever or like that day? Did you walk onto the pitch? You're like, I'm knackered actually. As it goes, I could do with a little. <laughs> no, because the adrenaline is pumping. Oh. I can't believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so but but the, the celebrations are never as good like in in that game as you think. This the celebration was better at Exeter because it was that night and then again and again. Because of the lack of sleep and adrenaline, then it all drains out of your body. 
after the game, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be a ride night, this. 10 o'clock. <laughs> 10 o'clock, I hit a brick wall. I was asking the missus to take me, take me, just go get, just honestly, just took me up in bed. I'm knackered. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, it must be such a weird experience because obviously you, you're in a privileged position where like you can speak about how it is to play from a really unique standpoint because you're on your own in between the sticks and it's like you know everyone else can you know if someone makes a mistake outfield someone can bail you out but in goal you can't and you're you're in between it, like what talk us through what it's like to go out on when at Wembley and be just that guy in between the sticks knowing that you could cost your team not only the game but a chance at promotion. All the other, all the other way, you know, be the hero. Well, that's what you have to do. You sort of have to flip that and into a, into sort of a point where I can be the hero today, um, and that's sort of flipping the mindset that way, rather than allowing the if you allow the don't do anything. I always think if you allow the don't do anything wrong and the negative mindset to creep in, that's where the mistakes come from because you end up in a in a negative mindset. You make negative decisions, and that's where that's where it comes from. Whereas if you if you flip it into a positive and more of a right, I'm going to be the man today. It sort of helps helps you to make real positive decisions. And they how hard or easy is that to do? Incredibly yeah. difficult. Incredibly difficult. And obviously, the higher up you go, the more fans, the more pressure. It, it's, it's it obviously gets harder and harder. You can imagine that. Imagine the boys playing in the World Cup and things like that. They've got a whole nation. Um, you know, a whole nation looking at them and, and needing them to succeed, and, and they've got to deal with that. Um, so that that must be different level, but yeah, obviously the higher up you go, the harder it gets. Cameron, could you play for England? Could I? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd love well, to. I don't. I don't know anything about goalkeeping or how good you've got. Like, what? Where can you get to as a goalkeeper? I would never sit here and say I cannot play for England. This but is I your think, platform. I think at twenty-eight years old now, I think that time. Was probably gone. Nah. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think once upon a time I was fortunate enough to play for England at youth level. Um, that okay. was an incredible experience. Who was playing in that game? Anyone? Um, so I played with Jordan Pickford actually um, for the, the nineteen year we went to. The... Right. What's the difference between him and you then? Um, <laughs> at that time, I didn't think I didn't think too much. But um, there you right, go. Right you now, go. I mean. The thing with Jordan is he went on to play. He played all the way through the leagues. They got him out on loan time. He, he played before he went into Sunderland's team in the Premier League. He played maybe 150, 200 games um, in the Football League, um, and they were really good at managing that. And, he, and obviously, he's done he's done incredibly well. And his um, his unique point is probably his footwork, his left foot. He could his left foot's top, top, top. Tip. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You see how he can he can land the ball wherever he wants it, um, and that's sort of his. I'd say the unique side of his game. I'd say, but yeah, I, I mean, I think he's done brilliant, 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 incredible. Like, I mean, what the whole team's done in terms of the national team, but him in general has been has been terrific. But surely, if you have a season where you saved lots of goals, <laughs> surely. Is it, yeah. am I- <laughs> if I have a new season, if I have a season where I save lots of goals, I, I might get a new contract, and I think that's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Cam, what, what was it like last season? Because obviously you didn't start for the first half of the season, and it's sort of that difficult. Talk us through what it's like to be that difficult role of you know not playing as a goalkeeper and that, and that backup, and, and knowing that you've got to take your opportunity when it comes. That side of it was really tough. Obviously, I've come off the successful season with Exa with a real, you know, really high in confidence, a real good feeling. Um, and there was, you know, it's been reported, it's clear, you know, in the summer there was options of me moving on and going to numerous different places, um, which the manager at the time was not having. Um, he wanted me to stay there and compete. At the time, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a competition. And I, I said that to him. We were open and honest with each other. Um, this is Darren Moore I'm talking about. Um, we were open and honest. And I said, look, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is a competition. I think you've brought David Stockdale in at the time to play. And I'm going to be his backup. And he was he was insistent that it was. Um, it's 10, 15 games of the season. I went again and I was like, gaffer, ah, what am I doing here sort of thing. And he, he insisted again, though, that, you know, if, if the time comes, I'll, I'll put you in. And then eventually it happened and he put me in and 
from what was the first half of the season, which was so frustrating, and me me sort of thinking, what what am I doing here when I could have been playing elsewhere? It ended up being the best decision ever to to um, to stay there and sort of bide my time because then I got the experience at the back end of it of getting promoted out of League One with with my boyhood club, which was you know an absolute absolute dream really at Wembley. Yeah. Yeah, what's it like sitting on the bench then when you're not getting horrible? Hor- honestly, it's hor- especially goalkeeping because you know that as soon as that team's named, ninety nine point nine percent of the time you, your day's done, isn't it? Really, as a goalie, you don't really come off the bench, so it, it's it's really tough. Um, I, I found it, I found it incredibly tough, especially on the back of coming from from Exit, where I was sort of I was playing every week, and and that was that. Um, yeah, I found it. I found it really tough first half of the first bit of the season, and then yeah, got my head around it, knuckled down, and, and eventually worked my way into the team. But yeah, it's, 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 I'd say it's the worst position to be on the bench in as a goalkeeper because you saw yeah. you can't see where your next game's coming from, or you, you just can't see where you know you're going to get in. And and I'm not one of these that I'd wish I'd never wish bad on the other goalkeeper that was playing. I can't. That's not me as a person. I couldn't do that. I couldn't sit there wanting them to fail. That's just not, it's not me as a person. So it's sort of a real tricky, I'd rather take myself fully out of the situation and go somewhere where I'm wanted to play. Um, and then when you are called upon, you're sort of not expecting it. You're sitting on that, you're like, oh, bloody, he's gone and injured himself. You've got to come on. Must be strange. Yeah, I've come on off the bench quite a few times in my career, and it's such a, it's a strange, strange feeling as a goalkeeper, especially because you're not. I think as an outfield player, you come on and run around, and you get into the game. As a goalie, you come on and stand in your goal, <laughs> and you, you're like, right, well, I'm in the game here, but I'm not really doing anything. And you just sort of the hardest thing about being a goalkeeper, I think, is just being left with your own thoughts. You're just fighting your own what, thoughts. What is that? What is that like? If you, if you're playing a team where they're just not attacking the opposition, what are you thinking? What are you doing? You're just talking to you. I'm just, I'm just talking to myself all the time, and I do it. <laughs> it's, I do it at home. It's it's coming to my everyday life. <laughs> so I'm just I'm talking to myself. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you doing? What are you saying between the post? What are you saying in the goal? I'm just like just like right. Come on, switch on. You're gonna have to. I'm like. I'm like all the time, like right. You're gonna have to make one here. You're gonna have to make a save, especially if the game's tight. I'm just all the way through. I'm like, be there when you need it. Be there. Be ready. Be ready. Move. Move with it. Move with the team. How often are you just going? Oh, look, there's a pigeon. How how often are you? Not <laughs> you do doing do that. You do do that. You're like, and someone will be talking nonsense in the crowd or something. You're like, what are they on about? And they're like, no, <laughs> concentrate. There's a game going on. Here. Got, there's always that one fan behind a goal chirping away. Just absolutely that's what I was going to ask. How much? How much do they give it to you? Yeah, is it every game you hear? Yeah, it? a lot. It's like. If it's one of those games where you're in it and it's all it's all action, you don't hear anything. But if it's one of them games where you're not really involved and the game's going on at the other end, you sort of hear everything and you're like, yeah, oh, it's horrible, honestly. And then sometimes you can't help yourself but have a little chirp back and then you think, what am I doing that for? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, Concentrate. Yeah. yeah, how many times when someone does chirp up do you go, oh, I just want to say something? Is it like every time do you think, oh, I could, you know, because you there's a lot. There's a lot to pick apart about most football fans. You know, they're not exactly the most peak physical athletes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if I want a chip, I have a chip. But then I think you better not make, you better not throw one in now. You yeah, <laughs> yeah. You make a rod for your own back by, yeah, so, by giving so it back. It's, uh, I, I try to just just get on with the job, uh, but yeah, like you say, sometimes there's just that one who you can't help yourself. But what about when they do the chant that your shit are? <laughs> yeah, that has no that. that, that that has no effect whatsoever. It's a <laughs> pointless thing. You stood at the end of your run up to take a goal, kick and you can even go, and like, it has no effect whatsoever. What about when you what about when you slip and you take that, you know, you take that goal kick and you slip and you get the way does that kick? That is horrible that. that. You do feel like an absolute tit when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it has no effect that chant. No, your shit has absolutely no effect. If any football fan listening, whether <laughs> yeah, they want to carry on doing it, sounds carry good. on. Sounds great. Has no effect. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that passed around. We won't waste our breath doing that one anymore. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. How much are your gloves, Cameron? How much? <laughs> yeah, they're expensive. I'm fortunate to fortunate to have a um, 
have a nice a nice sponsor that look after me. Um, sales goalkeeper products, little shout out. Um, yeah. <laughs> get it in. Uh, how expensive are goalkeeping gloves? Over hundred quid. Why? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a lot, really, isn't it? You've got to buy boots and gloves. Considering I I play, uh, I, I my glove sponsor doesn't overly listen to this, but I probably play two games maximum, three games in a pair of gloves. Wow. Why? Because then they've gone. I feel like they've gone past optimum. Wow. How often do you go for a boot? It always get, it always gets a shock that one when I tell obviously people that are not. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like bollocks, that's why. <laughs> yeah, but from my point of view, I'm out there in front of the fans. If I feel like my tools are not at... Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go down the route of bad work with Blames' tools. <laughs> I never blame them, but I've got to be fully confident in in everything I use. So that's that's where that comes from. But yeah, it always gets a, it always gets a little shock, that one. What, what's your boot situation like, Cam? Is it like, do you go through them quickly as well? Or? No, 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 boots. I'm, I'm happy two or three, maximum four a season. Four a season right. still, you know. Well, I don't know, that's a lot for it. What, yeah, you but you're, you're training, every, they do wear out yeah. training every day, and especially in the winter when it's wet and they're getting wet every day and then drying. And How cold do you get? Oh, it's horrific, honestly. What, in cold. the middle of a game? Are you I'm, really I'm, cold? Not necessarily in a game because you've got a bit of adrenaline in there, but... And on train, I, like my job is basically to dive around in puddles and mud, and like it's when you actually break down what <laughs> I do on a daily basis, it's it's horrific. But you have to find a way to love it, and that's why goalkeepers are just all a bit mad, really. And have you always been a goalkeeper? Did no, you start... I didn't. I didn't go in goal till wow. I was about thirteen. Wow. Yeah, I didn't join an academy till I was fifteen. Yeah. So when you first went in goal. Did were you a natural? Did people go? Oh, he's got something straight away. I don't. I don't think. I don't know because when you're only young at that age, aren't you? You don't really know. At thirteen, you just sort of riding with it, aren't you? Just I, I don't know. But my, my dad played in goal, so I was. He sort of kept me out of goal for as long as he could because right. he'd obviously experienced it and knew it was the worst position on the pitch by an absolute country mile. Is it? Yeah, it's got to be on it. I quite like the goalkeeper because you're on your own. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I know, but it's, I obviously love it to bits. But I, I, I do think if I, I'd say all goalkeepers are just frustrated strikers, really, aren't they? I think. Oh. Yeah, it's, I think because you can't have that feeling at that end of the pitch. They all go to the other end of the pitch, and yeah. But what about when you do a diving save? Do you think that felt fantastic? Yeah, when you make a good one, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> goalkeeper, you're like, yeah, I've cracked it. <laughs> and then, and then, two minutes later, you let one through your legs, and you're like, ah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not as easy as I thought. Cam, when you make like a ridiculous save, and you go out and shout at your defenders, how much is that for show? I try not to do that because whenever, whenever all the goalkeepers do that, I think, I'll oh, turn it in, will you? <laughs> but I try not to do it, but sometimes you get pumped up and you're like, you can't help yourself. It's like an out-of-body experience. Uh, for us, that's like scoring a goal, isn't it, really? You see some of the some of the idiot celebrations people do when they score goals. Yeah. So I, try, I really consciously try not to do that because whenever I'm sat at home watching football and a goalie makes a save and does that, I just instantly think, what are you doing? <laughs> like, because at the end of the day, you're only doing your job, aren't you? Yeah, that's your job. Your job's to make a save. So when you make one, you don't need to go and run into the edge of your box, shouting and screaming, <laughs> and throwing your arms around. Do you? But occasionally, it does happen. If you were the goalie though that did some body popping after you did a good save, I'd be like, "Oh, brilliant! We've signed him." <laughs> Would you like that? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's. I'm gonna have to bring. I'm gonna have to bring it in. Oh, bloody love that, that. That's only David that would like that. I'm no one else on earth. You that's liking it. Going to be ten thousand people that think I'm an absolute clown. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon people would love it. Here he goes. He's doing the caterpillar. <laughs> Here we go. Oh dear. Uh, what have you got in your bag, Cameron? When you put it in the back of your in the net? Do you have? Have you got a bag? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> are we, I thought everyone had a little handbag. Are we going back to 1950 here, when every goalkeeper had a bag in the back of the goal? Do they not have a bag? I didn't even know that was a thing. That's how long ago it was. I didn't even know that was a thing. 
I thought goalkeepers had a little bag. <laughs> no, what you take out? Little towel, little towel. Have you got a little, little towel? Puma bag. I like a big towel. I don't like a little towel. Oh, okay. I like a proper, proper towel to hang through the goal yeah. and a bottle of water. <laughs> but you don't. We don't need to complicate things with a bag, do we? <laughs> yeah, there's no. There is no but need like, for I do, a bag. Ex goalkeepers, they used to take like seven pairs of gloves out in a bag of that. Like, what are you doing? You can only wear yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the question went down like a sack of shit, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm used to that. I'm hungry with that. Here's another. I've got a good question here. You're in, you're in goal. Well, that's obviously that's a given. But you've got a six foot three muscle man striker coming towards you with the ball. Uh, at any point, are you fearful of diving in for the ball? Are you thinking about your own safety? No, I'm thinking, come on, then let's have it. Oh, no you? way. Yeah. That's such a mental mindset to be in. Yeah. I'd be... God, I'm trying to think. You must have You must have been in some hefty one-on-ones in your time. Like yeah. Some big, some big yeah. The, you know, I don't mind those ones because if, if I can see it coming, I've got a chance... He's trying to leave one on me, and he really let's have it right. But if you can see it coming, I've got a chance to leave one on him as well. I hate the ones where just something, yeah, knees, elbows, something, just something that is going to just not 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 brutally hurt him, but just just make him aware that I've come out on top of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea this is what was standing between the sticks when I was watching Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the ones where like you're going up for a cross and you and the, they just dig you in the ribs and things, you know, where you can't defend yourself. Those ones yeah. that wind me up. Is that a difficult skill coming for the, the crosses? It's the hardest in, in part of a bunch of is it? goalkeeping, yeah. Yes, you've got so many things to consider. You've got ball flight, wind, rain, people coming across you, your vision getting impaired, and then at the point that you're going to catch it, you've got the thought of someone coming and taking your legs or jabbing you in the ribs or just wiping you out. So it's the it's the part of goalkeeping where it's the it's the most You've got the most things to calculate in your brain. Because if you save a shot, you're just like, right, that's there. I've got to dive. Off we go. But for crosses, there's so much going on. How much of, of it, Cam, is like, you know, you could train all you want, but how much of it is just like, you've got to have the right instincts and have the right... Because like, you know, that those one-on-ones or, or those ones where you see the ball late, that, how much can you really, you know, tra- train and prepare for those or deflected shots? It's just having that instinct and that... Um... Just having that instinct and having that sort of belief, where every time someone's got the ball around you and they, they're, uh, you know, they, they're sort of pulling the trigger to shoot, I, I sort of try and have a mindset of go on and shoot. I want you to shoot. I don't want someone to. I want you to shoot because I'm going to save it. And it's sort of like having that attitude rather than having an attitude of I hope someone blocks it or I hope someone's going to make a tackle for me or I hope someone's going to clear it. Like for for me, you've got to have a mindset of no, I'm I'm going to. Come on then, I'm, I'm going to yeah. get the better of you. It's That's that such problem. a crazy, crazy mindset. If it was me, I'd be thinking, please, someone block it. I don't want to do <laughs> anything here. Get, yeah. me, get me as least busy as possible. Yeah. Most professional footballers, are they like that? They just want it. But, well, I can imagine being put in that situation, like John said, just wanting to run a mile. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's away. just an inbuilt confidence. It's part of the makeup, isn't it? I think it's part of the. And, and some. Some some don't have it and still get through and are really gifted in other ways and they, they sort of stay away from all that. So there is a way through for the people that don't have that, but you always have to you have to have something something about yourself, whatever that is, to, to sort of get through. Um, because you know, some of the younger lads at Exit, for instance, was some of the nicest kids you could ever wish to meet. Like honestly, like I've not got kids yet, but if I did, if I had a daughter, I'd want them to marry someone like Josh Key or Harry Kai, like nicest kids in the world. Um, but they had it in sort of a different way. They had sort of this, they, they worked the socks off, you know, they followed instructions so well, they could put the game plan into action and they sort of had, had that side of it, which was incredible along with like, along with an incredible amount of talent. Bit someone like Josh Key, Jesus, incredible. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And as well, like, for, for me down at Exeter, like Archie Collins never got the credit he deserved. He was absolutely incredible. Like he churned out game after game after game, and every single game he was a seven out of ten. He was an absolute dream to play with. You just you just knew you could chuck him out on the pitch, and it just it performed exactly like he did last week, and it'll go again next week for you. T- touching on on your time at Exeter Cam, at what point did you think 
yeah, but we could do this. We could really genuinely do this because <clears throat> you missed one game in the whole season, which was Rochdale in, in a 1-1 draw. So that is, a, that is a ridiculous amount of games to play. At what point do you think, yeah, this is, this is happening? I, say, I remember saying to Brownie in the warm-up at Newport away, but <laughs> if we win today, we're up. So and that I, was I'm, the 4th of February, that was. You was thought that, was, we're up. What? What? Was it that yeah. early? Yeah. We played Newport. No. New, the 1-0 win where, where Tim Dieng scored. Yeah, was that 4th of Feb? 4th of Feb, yeah. No, surely not. Yeah, the 4th of <laughs> February, 2022. That's a bit overconfident, isn't it? <laughs> well, to be fair, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left at that point. Yeah, wow. I, I remember thinking, not we're up, but if we win today, we will get promoted. It was, it was that. But then we got in after the game, and every other, every other bloody team had won. And we, <laughs> and then was it after that we went to Carlisle, I think. Yeah, so then after Newport was Carlisle away, which was Podge's last minute header. Yeah, and, and then I thought, right, we're onto some, we are really onto something here. We then beat Colchester at home, and then I went to Tranmere away that season when we got turned over. And at that point, I remember thinking, oh dear, maybe it's not on. Maybe, we, were, maybe we're not going to do it. <laughs> you and me both, because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we really? Were did it, was, it in the, was it in the squad? Was it like, oh God, if we keep, you know. No, we were awful that day, like awful. And we just got, we just got bullied. They beat us up, and it, I, I was so angry after the game because I, I remember th- sort of. Hey, sorry, was this away or at home? Away, away. We got beat. Away, away. Yeah. Got, they absolutely right. did a job on us, and I think me being from up north and growing up at Sheffield Wednesday, it was sort of a sort of inbuilt in me that if a team wants to come and footballers off the pitch and passes off the pitch, then fair enough. But I don't like getting beat up physically. And I just felt like we got beaten. But the exit away is sort of at that time because we, we had so many young players and that. We couldn't accept getting footballed off the pitch, but we accepted that physically we've got so many young lads in the team. Occasionally, a team full of, I mean, that 38-year-old or something, whatever it is, Peter Clark at the back, just heading yeah. bricks all game. I think the exit away was sort of to accept that sometimes you are going to get beaten up. Um, but I, I struggled to comprehend that and the Tramway game I remember thinking oh no surely we, if we play like this for the rest of the season we're in trouble uh, did Matt Taylor tell you off not you but no did me he ever... <laughs> did he me and, me, me and Matty Taylor had a few crosswords after that game really oh lovely there's only one man, <laughs> there's only one man wins there and obviously Matty Taylor won <laughs> so then after that Tramway game Everybody's thinking, God, are we going to do it? Then, unlike Exeter City, historically, we bounced back with a, with a two 0 win at home to Rochdale, which was which seems pretty comfortable on the day. That's the the day that David found a love for his his little tricky winger that Rochdale had. I can't remember his name. Was it the, Oddo? Oddo, yeah, yeah. yeah so they were good for the first twenty minutes, weren't they? they yeah, they were. First twenty minutes, and then they just yeah. we scored and they went we just went under. I think, but they they yeah. yeah they had a right go early on. I remember that. Then the following Tuesday, we played Barrow at home, which was obviously the day that we sealed it up. You know, what? talk us through what that day was like. Did I you. score an own goal that day? I can't think I did, did you, I? You, uh, I think you might have done off the, uh, off, off the post. <laughs> from, from a horrible long throw, it bounced awfully in the box. I think, was it Josh, Josh Key or someone missed the header? Stubbsy and Tim Dieng jumped into each other, or Stubbsy and someone jumped into yeah. each other, missed the header. I've then dived for the <laughs> for the throw and missed it. It's gone back off the post and hit me on the back and gone in. And so again, like I was fortunate enough to be on comms that day, and I remember thinking, "Oh dear, that's the most Exeter City goal we could ever concede, and that's what's going to stop us like having a party tonight." And in the end, and it wasn't. Uh, when we... when that goes in, what do you what are you thinking? You must be thinking, "What?" I'm thinking, "Oh no, surely not." <laughs> but then we, the goal we scored was just as bad really it took a horrible deflection a shot from about 40 yards and it took a horrible uh, deflection yeah, when, yeah yeah um so yeah and then and then obviously M, it was written in the stars for mj and it was so it was so pleasing that it was him really um and then yeah just the the celebrations that followed i think because the whistle went didn't it from your goal kick and everybody was sort of already on the pitch. I don't know if you you noticed. You must have noticed at the time. Yeah, everybody. I knew the ref was going. I knew the ref was going to blow, but I knew I was never going to get this moment again. 
So I, I took as long as I could for this goal kick. When you knew he was... Because I think... Did, did, didn't you say to a couple of the players, like, this goal kick and I'm going to blow? He told Swedes and then Swedes give it to the give it to the big bang behind. Like, and they come on and all this. And then they all started piling onto the edge of the pitch. And, and uh, I, I just remember thinking, right, take your time and just whatever you do, make sure you kick this as far as you can. <laughs> and then literally I kicked it and just got engulfed. And what's that like? What's that like when the- it was? It's obviously an incredible feeling, but the tunnel's all the way down the other end. I was in front of the big, and when I got when I got to the tunnel, I was I could I could hardly breathe. You know, for everyone like jumping on you and that. You know, you, it's. I was like, I, I was honestly so out of breath, and it was. Did the tops off lads hug you? They don't want what. what? <laughs> There's some men called the Tops Off Lads that never wear tops. Did they hug you? <laughs> they may have done. <laughs> I don't know. You'd know. You'd know. Well, You'd I've know. never heard of the Tops Off Lads. What's going on here? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're infamous in there. They're always by your goal. They're yeah, they're right, yeah. right by the goal. At, yeah. at that point, when they come onto the pitch, what's going through your head? Enjoy it or get me to, the, get me to safety? Enjoy a bit of it, but... Because you were on someone's shoulders at one point. If you look at the sky yeah, footage, you're yeah. getting lifted up by City fans. I've got the, I've got the picture of that, and I've got like it on a, um, on a, um, what's it called? Where they do like a print, a canvas, of that picture. a canvas. That's the one. Yeah, of that picture of me on someone's shoulders. Great picture. Um, brilliant. But yeah, someone picked me up, put me on the shoulders, and then I looked over, and all my family were there. So I just, I couldn't. So I looked over and seen them, and my, a couple of my mates came down. Um, so yeah, that, that was more the thing just to to see them. They're, they're for me when you have success like that. There, the, you you want to see your teammates and you want to enjoy it. But for me, I'd spent a year away from home um, on the road, and I wanted to sort of see them and and be with them. And sort of they came in the in the lounge after and have a drink with them, as well as being with all the, all the teammates like like we were. I think me and Sweden ended up in a kebab shop somewhere. But yeah, I was going to uh, say, how battered did you get? And where yeah, did you end up? Yeah. Pretty. Yeah, I remember being in. I remember being in some club. Is it time uh, but, time piece you ended up? No, in? after that, after that, we'd left there. Vaults, vaults in there. Yeah, and I just stood at the bar, and people were coming up to me, top like, like all oh, night, hugging you, wanting to chat to you, and I, was, and I couldn't speak. You know, like when you can you can hear it, hear the noise coming in, couldn't get anything out. And I'm thinking, no, it's well, time. Because you're hammered. It's, yeah, it's time to go home now, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I was just there in body at the end. Uh, and then my mate was like, Come, got me in a taxi, get yourself home. But then I was a bit disappointed, really. I wanted to go again on Wednesday, but I couldn't really find, <laughs> I couldn't really find a mate. <laughs> well, yeah. fancy another night at Vault? No, no one really fancy. I think Jeff probably did. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I was going to say, Je- Jeff went live on Instagram. I don't think he slept from the night because he went live on Instagram drink- drinking champagne at about nine in the morning. So he yeah. was, he, he, he was uh, s- certainly on it. Obviously, then we go to Northampton and draw one-one, and then you've got a chance to win the league. What's yeah. going through What's going through your head after Northampton? Do you are you all in, like fully confident that you're going to get the job done? Or it's such a strange feeling that because you've, we've done what we've set out to do, yeah, and we've set out to get promoted and we've done it and it's done. But then there's still this chance of winning the league, and we all want to win the league. But the job's done. Mm. But how, is it, how arsed are you really? Are you thinking, oh, if, it, if it happens, it happens? Yeah. I, I, you know, at the time, I didn't think I was arsed. I yeah. thought... I, th- I, I felt exactly the same way that you just described. No, I didn't Don't think you... I was arsed, but I, I felt like we'd, we'd job done. But that feeling when the full-time whistle went against Port Vale was horrible, you know? Yeah. I, I remember thinking, exa- I remember thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not bothered. I'm going into Northampton, oh, we got a chance, I'm not bothered. And then, like you said, the full-time whistle went, you think, I might not get a chance to see... Us win the league ever again, yeah. Or, and, and maybe for yourself, maybe not get a chance to play in a title-winning side again. And I just love—I think that I just feel like that side and the manager and the staff because they were brilliant, by the way. They were honestly were brilliant. All the staff, the manager, fantastic. And I just feel like that group of players with that staff should have had should have had champions next to the name. And that's the only—that's that's the only sort. Of, it's not even a negative. It's not. It's the only sort of thing that I think would have just absolutely topped that year off for me, really. So I think you had, did you have 18, 19 clean sheets that season? Yeah, I don't know exactly. I think it was, I think it says on here 18, but I thought it was 19. And obviously everybody thought you were going to be set on to have, to be, you know, goalkeeper of the season in League Two. And I think 
you're robbed of that a little bit. Was that ever in your mind? Is that like a nice thing to personally win, or did, were you not really too bothered? It was never. It was never. It was never something. Promotion was in my mind, and I, I felt like going down there. I, I, I had to get promoted to, to get back to where I wanted to be, and felt like uh, not felt like I should be because that's a sense of entitlement. But felt like I, 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 I could be playing higher up, and I felt like to get back to where I wanted to was I had to get promoted. So that was sort of my, my aim, and and when that happened, that sort of made me feel like what I'd done for the year was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. Because um, at the time, there was, you know, the time there was people telling me that maybe I shouldn't go on loan to Exeter because I had three years left on my contract at Sheffield Wednesday, and what if it didn't work out at Exeter? Then what? Then where do you go? So, but I, I was very much of the of the mindset of no, I'm going to go down there and prove that you know I, I can do it and I'm going to do it and we're going to get promoted and I'm going to get my career back on track. Um, so yeah, that that sort of promotion side of it was was massive for me. But yeah, I, I mean, I'd have loved to have gone down to London and get me get me whistle and flute on and uh, bow tie and all that. But it, hey, it wasn't to be. So I think I don't know who won it. I can't even remember. I think it was the, the Northampton keeper that season. I can't remember his name. No, it wasn't. It wasn't him either. Because I remember thinking if it was him, fair enough. Oh really? Was it, oh, was it, was he, it, he was brilliant. To be fair, was it Vigoru that won it? It might have been Vigoru. No. Who oh, I can't, can't remember who won it. Uh, it's the the Swindon fella. Oh, not too, not too familiar. Oh, uh, was it Wallacott? Wow, interesting. No, I think, I think everyone thought. Yeah, I think all City fans thought you were you were robbed of that because that's the least you deserved. You, I mean, you're one of the main reasons we went. I mean, 18 clean sheets is silly. It's ridiculous. Can I just stick a light on. It's getting a bit dark in here. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I've been to two away games, Cameron. One was Plymouth, which is just up the road. The other one was Sheffield Wednesday last year. And uh, watched Exeter Sheffield Wednesday. And that stadium is incredible. It's some place, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's some place. It's some club. You know, I feel really fortunate. I've had, you know, back to back promotions to one with, I had, honestly, it was an incredible experience, Exeter. And then to come back to my boyhood club and get promoted. Um, at Sheffield Wednesday, just honestly, just feel so privileged to have had those two experiences. And you got you got a really good reception from, from the Exeter fans as well that day. I, uh, I, I remember you. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Were you <laughs> booing? Yeah. <big> <laughs> no, and, and yeah, like like I said, it was uh, it was not. I think you came over, clapped us, and it, it, it was great. I was... Yeah, that's that's also a bit. It's also a strange one, Matt, because. I'm really grateful for the way I was treated at Exeter. Like I, I was taken in and loved by everyone, and I'm so grateful for that. But I'm also now in direct competition with you. I'm yeah. playing against you, and I've got 25,000 Sheffield Wednesday fans that yeah. I'm now representing you. So it's... They can see through you, Cameron. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I acknowledged the, <laughs> I acknowledged the Exeter fans and... But I, I had to make sure I didn't go too over the top because I'm now it's a strange old strange. Didn't didn't think you did enough to be honest with you. <laughs> right, not quite. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'll get another chance. What what is it like playing for your boy club every week? Because that oh. must be a, a, a privilege, but also like Amazing. a horrible amount of. Pre- it must feel ten times worse when you lose, and you know ten times better when you win. Yeah, it, it was really tough at the start, and as a young lad, something that I, I, I probably struggled with. Um, a bit due to you sort of growing up in the city, having all my mates, and it was sort of my life, and it it, it took over a little bit. Um, and that's where I started off really well and had some really good times, um, and then sort of hit a bit of a hit a bit of a brick wall and had a had a bit of a tough time, and then an injury, um, and then that's when on the back of that I came down to Exeter. So that's when when I came down to Exeter, I was sort of I needed to sort of pick myself back up and go again and regroup. And that's what Exeter gave me. And then when I went back to Sheffield Wednesday, I sort of, I, I think I'd improved slightly as a goalkeeper, but it was more the mental side of it that I was able to then, I was able to then sort of compartmentalise my life a little bit and get everything in order and sort of go about it in a way that 
suited me and was going to get the best out of me rather than it being all consuming like it was before it's, ama- it's amazing that you ended up playing for your boyhood club that's incredible yeah that's like dreams but like you know people yes it is crazy it's so good yeah. so you're a big Sheffield Wednesday fan so you're obviously up for doing our Sheffield Wednesday quiz <laughs> oh no <laughs> the oh, I, I, I am shocking at quizzes I can't believe Can you sprung this on you last minute onto the leaderboard oh no so comedian Tom Rosenthal was head of the leaderboard with six points Tom Parry comedian got three points Lloyd Griffith was um, disqualified deleted yeah disqualified <laughs> So, are you up for are you oh, up for doing our quiz? I Cameron? am. But what what were their quizzes on? Grimsby, Arsenal, and yeah, so their clubs. Wolves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not great at finding quizzes on online, so bear with me. He's hopeless every week. He's absolutely <laughs> hopeless. As you a, get what you're given. Has Sweden done an exit quiz, by the way? No, no we, we need to get him on for one, that. Yeah. Because yeah. like, as long as I beat him, then. <laughs> Do you, still, do you still keep in contact with, um, with a lot of the boys? That's what the Swedes like. That's what the Swedes Let's see if we can get you on the leaderboard. How many questions? Too many. Right, 16. Okay. Oh, God. Come on, then. <laughs> Way too many. Right, I'll keep scoring over here. Question one. What year was Sheffield Wednesday... For... Oh, have I got the answers? 1867, I'll tell you. I don't... Oh, okay. <laughs> Correct! <laughs> there we go. Right, there we go. Off the back, Cam. Love it. What is the name of Sheffield Wednesday FC's stadium? Billsborough. Hillsborough Stadium. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Who was Sheffield Wednesday's first ever manager? Uh, was he uh, Jimmy McMullen, Billy Walker, Robert Brown, or Arthur Dickinson? Arthur Dickinson. He's absolutely flying. He's three out of three. Three out of three. Three out of three. What was the final score against Manchester United in the 1991 Football League Cup final? 2 0, 2 1, 1 0, 3 2. 1 0. <laughs> this is ridiculous. He's flying. You, you, you know what? I need to get a couple of wrong because you're making me look like the biggest Sheffield Wednesday groupie. <laughs> Nerd. Nerdy. It's four out of four. <laughs> Which player has the most appearances for Sheffield Wednesday? Jack Brown, Alan Finney, Kevin Pressman, Andrew Wilson. Kev Pressman. Wrong. Andrew Wilson. Andrew I went with the Wilson. goalie. Back in, my, back, in the, back in the goalie union. Four out of five. Who was it? Andrew Which Wilson. Uh, yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know it. Which player historically scored six goals against Norwich in 1938? Jimmy Trotter. David McLean, Douglas Hunt, Harry Chapman. A. Did you say A? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Trotter is wrong. It was Douglas Hunt. Right. 1938 is a ridiculous question. Yeah. How is how is he meant to know that? Born in 95. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these players did Sheffield Wednesday pay the highest transfer fee for? Benic Afobi, Gabriel Agbon Lahore, Junior Agogo, or Jordan Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes. Record. Correct. Wow. Player, by the way. Which Yeah, which team is considered the club's oldest and fiercest rivals? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> That's a shocking question, isn't it? Come yeah, on. I'll, we'll give it a mark for that, that one. one. We'll Correct. Give it, give, it, give it the mark. What jersey number does Julian Bornair wear for the club. What did he wear? 11, 12, 13, 14. He wore 13. Yeah. I didn't play with him. I didn't play behind him. He's played centre oh. off. <laughs> 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 Come on, Cam. Come what on. nationality is Kevin Pressman? English. Correct. 
<laughs> Who scored the winning goal for Sheffield Wednesday in the 1991 Football League Cup final? Danny Wilson, John Sheridan, Paul Williams, David Hurst. John Sheridan. Yeah. That played on Sheridan. Yeah, right. is that the yeah the, the gaffer? Yeah. Yeah. Who was Sheffield? Uh, who was Sheffield Wednesday's shirt sponsor in the 2011-2012 season? Chancery Plusnet Volkswagen Honda. 2010-11 Plusnet. Wrong. <laughs> Volkswagen. Just to let you know, I am the voice of Plusnet. Thank you. Are oh, you? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. What is shout out for Plusnet there on the yeah, bottom? Yeah, shout out for Plusnet. Yeah, big, big advertisement there. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. The voice of Plusnet. Thank you. What is the attendance capacity of Hillsborough Stadium? 39729, 39730, 39731, 39732. It's actually neither of them anymore. When was this? Oh. It must be the year that you that Borne played because. Yeah. <laughs> That was an out of date quiz. Yeah, the lowest one. Wrong. 39732. Okay, how many points did Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, God, this website's 15 years old, isn't it? (laughs) So we've committed to it now. Yeah, we're in. How many points? I'm I'm fully invested. (laughs) <laughs> How many points did Sheffield Wednesday finish with in the 2011-2012 season? 93, 94, 95, 96. 2000 and when? 11, 12. What are the options? 93, 94, 95, 96. 93. Correct. Get up. Great answer. Two more questions. True or false? Sheffield Wednesday have never won the FA Cup. False. Correct. And the final question. How old is Barry Bannon? (laughs) (laughs) Where did that question come from? But if it's made it too far, you've got got to think of how old he was in 2012. No, no, no. Now. How old is you, Is this one of yours you've had? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Had 15 and that. <laughs> he is How thir- old is Barry? He's 33. He is. How many has he got? Right, we've got. Let me count up. Do you want it? I'll, g- I'll give you a little drum roll. Let me count them up. That's easily atop the leaderboard. Okay, so... After a brilliant display, I can confirm that Cam Dawson got a whopping 12 points on the My New Football Club quiz. Wow. Super is that, that. What's the next? That's got to be top, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, the second is six. You've just oh, doubled the best score. Yeah. Cameron, I've got to bring something up, actually. I've got to bring something up. <laughs> About 18 months ago, bearing in mind, I was brand new to all I was looking at was the Premier League for... 30 years Man United anything below 6 was just like who are they <laughs> so going into lower league I didn't know anyone um, Sheffield Wednesday were mentioned and I just said flippantly who the fuck's Barry Bannon big mistake big mistake I put him oh, in his place did he call you out on it he on came Instagram. onto Instagram yeah. and I went <laughs> I, I sort of acted like it and I said would you come on the pod and he never replied so I now think he hates me. Please. <laughs> you need me to, you need me to smooth it over for you. Can you give him a hug from me, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'll smooth that Rob Beckett was taking the piss out of me, and then Barry Bannon came on the in the th- sort of thread. And then how I did, tried to how did Baz get involved in that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. He's yeah he's yeah sort of embarrassing. How good is he actually? Yeah, is yeah. he incredible? Yeah. Top tier. It's in possession. Is it must be? He must be one of the best in the league. I think obviously physically he's only little, isn't he? So out of possession, you know, not not as good, but in possession, incredible. What he can do with yeah. the football is it, really. But even out of possession, he works so hard. Um, yeah, he runs runs his socks off every game. Um, yeah. You know, for what for what he gives up physically, um, he, he runs his socks off. But but his, his main attributes are with the ball. 
I think low, low centre of gravity can just twist and turn out of any situation and then spray diags and makes it look easy a lot of the time when it's uh, it's, it's definitely not. What's he like? Like a, as a leader, Cam? Because he, wanna, obviously, from the outside looking, he doesn't look like the most vocal or loud or intimidating. But is he? Is he? Is he a good? Captain? Yeah, maybe not intimidating, but he's definitely vocal. He's loud. Um, yeah, he's um, he's been there a long time and knows how the club works and runs. Um, yeah, so he's 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 not he's not not vocal. He, he is vocal, I'd say. Um, but as well leads by example and the performances he, he puts on the pitch. Uh, I think he's been a consistent performer for a lot of years for Sheffield Wednesday. So I'd say that, that that's sort of him in a nutshell, really. But yeah, um, obviously really for, for, the, for the service he'd given the club to, to be able to lift that trophy at Wembley last year um, was really, really nice for him. Cameron, we'll let you go. Can we ask you a couple more questions before we... Uh... Um, so goalkeepers like Anana and Edison with the ball at their feet how how good are they compared to outfield players I think Edison is different level to anyone with the ball at his feet I don't think Anana could he, could he play outfield in Brazil training they make him play as an outfielder don't they in, the, in the in the training, I've seen clips of him playing in like the little tight games, and he isn't playing goal. He plays as an outfielder. I think I think he's the only one that that could do it at top. Even like, Anana. No, 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 no. Anana's good, but Edison's different. Edison's got everything: his short game, his long game, his uh, maybe Anana. Edison definitely. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> He's different, but honestly, the bullet. How does he do it? He like takes a one-step run-up and kicks it the length of the Etihad and plays Haaland in. Like, <laughs> how do you do that? How do you have that much power? When you played with Jordan Pickford, did he have that at yeah, a young age? Power, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jordan's a bit different in terms of his his long games. Really, Edison's got everything. He's got everything. Honestly, how does he make it look so easy? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, now, I'm a big Allison fan as well, but Allison isn't as good with the ball at his feet. But I think mm. Allison's probably better with his hands. Right. Right. I think Edison Edison looks a bit sexier, doesn't he? Like with his way he moves. It's all about, for me, it's all about that. You've yeah. got to have the tats. You all for that yeah. sexier look. He looks hard yeah, as nails. So, yeah. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to go anywhere near Edison. As Alison, I'd sort of like, I'd quite like to give a hug to Alison, but Edison yeah, sort of like I reckon he'd, I reckon he'd give a really good hug. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> big embrace. Oh, yeah, lovely hug. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Final question. Do you well, unless you've got one, John. No, no, you go on, go on, you, you ask it. You'll like this, John. Okay. Do you or would you ever come back down to Exeter? Lovely Bro. question. Yeah, great question. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the, the final one? Um, yeah. Absolutely, I would. Um, Good. Goodbye. Think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, I would. I love my time. I love living down. What a place to live. It's fantastic. In like, I come from up north. You get scowled at by everyone. Walk into the co-op in Devon and... Everyone wants to talk to you and be nice and help you, and it was just—it's just full of lovely people, lovely place. Um, obviously, Exeter was was brilliant to me in terms of the football club. Um, so yeah, absolutely, I would. But you know, whether everything there's so many things have to fall into line for it to actually happen. Um, well, you've got to really want to, Cam, for starters. So. <laughs> That's where it starts. That's where it starts. I'd love to. I'd love to come back at some point. Definitely, I'd love yeah. to come back at some point in my career when that is. I, I don't know yet, um, but but I'd love to pull on that jersey again in front of in front of the big bank. It's the big bank. Such a strange. It's so such a big stand of all. It was strange because in what way? Because the stadium's not that big or not that offer. It's missing down one side. But it yeah, creates. Tell me about it. It creates such an amazing atmosphere. It's strange, and I think it's probably the big bang. The, you know, the all-standing aspect and that side of it. But yeah, it, it was strange because I remember first time tipping up there, thinking, "Where's off the Where's off the stand gone?" And then <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> first game, That's my ending. First game of the season, thinking, "God, they make some noise though, don't they?" Yeah. Uh, but we, we yeah. lose a, we lose a few footballs over there, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, yeah, my stand makes no noise. Do you sit in that? Do you sit in the um, Adam Stansfield, the uh, Sagefield one? Yeah. Yeah, nice and cosy. Yeah. Old men, not but where all the nice people sit. <laughs> Yeah, we're lovely. Yeah, he's, he's got hard-boiled sweets, David, and sits there. Yeah, just I love all that. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> big Bang's the place to be. Yeah, 100%. No, no. I even got, <laughs> my dad, I got my dad on the Big Bang for the last game of the season. Wow. Did you? He loved it. Quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, loved yeah. it. Brilliant. Thank you so much, uh, Cameron, for coming on. It's brilliant. Thank you. I really appreciate it. it. Thanks, for, thanks for reminiscing about the, uh, the good old. Yeah. Fa- thanks for your time time at City as well, because like I said before, I'm, I'm not lying or blowing smoke up your ass. You are the best keeper I've seen play for Exit City, and you gave me one of the best like, years of my life watching football, So, and you were part of the squad, so thank you, because it was great. That's very kind of you. It was a, it was a yeah. pleasure to be part of. Cheers, Cam. Thanks, Cam. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. good luck. Cheers. Thank you. And uh, send my love to genuinely, please send my love to Barry. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> See you later.